Welcome. Do you spread your investment eggs across multiple baskets? Well, it's a general investment principle that diversification can reduce your risk and improve your returns. But there may be times when investors shouldn't diversify. So to discuss this, we're joined by a leading industry veteran, Stuart Weems from Pro Solutions. Welcome back to the show, Stuart. Hey, Bushy, great to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, now look, really interesting subject, Stuart. Uh, very interested in your thoughts on why you do believe that there are occasions when property investors shouldn't diversify. Uh, well, I guess it does buck uh, conventional wisdom, but I think uh, quality trumps diversification every day of the week. So I would rather own one quality asset, one quality property, and that's all I ever own. As long as it's the best, let's just assume it is the best property in Australia. Well, I'm always going to do well out of that asset over, lo over long periods of time. Um, and that the reason for that is just stands to really basic logic, Bushy, is that you can't expect above average returns from an average or below average quality property. Uh, property or asset or investment or methodology you can apply it across the broad across broad asset classes really but when we're talking about property it's really about you know the quality of that asset and really it comes down to the imbalance between supply and demand so if i had the opportunity if someone said to me stuart would you like three average properties or would you like one above average property i know in the long run that the above average property, as long as we're comparing the same dollar amounts, uh, is going to produce better outcomes for me in the longer run and also reduce my investment risk. Because if I'm if I'm investing in a sure thing, if you like, you know, a really high quality blue chip asset, um, then I, I would say my risks are relatively low in terms of the capital growth that asset will generate. Yeah, it's a really good point. And I, I, we had a client recently uh, that's really relevant to this discussion that was tossing up, he had $900,000 he could put towards a property and he was wondering, does he buy two at 450 or one at 900? Yep. Well, we demonstrated to him that it was worth spending the, the 900 on a, a property much closer to the, uh, the city in a very tightly held location uh, with you know, very strong demand graphics and a demographic of strong and growing incomes. Well, that, that's a much better proposition than, than two much lower properties, much further out. Yep. So uh, it certainly makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, you've recently said that in retirement, we pay for our living expenses in dollars, not percentages. What do you mean by that? Well, look, when comparing investment returns between different asset classes and actually investments within that asset class, of course, percentage returns of, uh, in that comparison perspective are, are incredibly important. Um, but when we invest in property to hopefully fund our retirement, we must realise that it's the dollar value of growth, not really the percentage is the most important thing. So if we, if we look back 30 years ago in, in 1991, the median house price uh, between Melbourne and Sydney was appreciating by about $10,000. Now, adjusting for inflation, that's worth about $20,000 in today's dollars. Now, if I'm retired and I'm spending... Um, $100,000, and that's one fifth of my spending. Whereas if we look at the median house price today, and we're assuming long-term sort of average growth of around 6%, which is it, historically it's been higher than that, but let's just be conservative. Yep. Well, then my median house price is increasing by $60,000. Well, that's now 60% of my annual living expenses. So 
whilst we look at percentages and they're important, uh, what we must understand is because the compounding growth in property, that it will start to deliver in, in growth wise, uh, a greater proportion of our living expenses. And that's important in an overall investment strategy to ascertain how we're gonna fund retirement and, and how long that money is going to last for. Yeah, that's perfectly said. And I guess a great segue into the future because uh, reading some of your projections, they sort of indicate that the appreciation in property over the next 10 plus years, maybe over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, what's that gonna to mean to investors? Well, I think it supports the investment case that perhaps one fantastic quality property, just like your uh, client contemplated, is better than two average quality properties. That you know, sometimes we have this sort of goal or idea in our head. I would love a property portfolio. You know, several properties, and it would make me feel like I'm a successful investor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's really not necessary. Um, I would much rather, again, put all my eggs in one basket and that be a fantastic basket because it, it, chances are over the next two or three decades that that property's growth rate every year will be more in dollar terms than what I'm spending in retirement. And as long as that's the case, of course, I need other liquid assets to fund retirement. But at least I know if I've got, say, half a million dollars of super and I'm spending $100,000 a year, but I've got this asset that's appreciating by $200,000 a year, I'm going to sleep very well at night knowing that, hey, I might have to sell this asset one day, but at least I know it's working in the background. It's, it's working while I sleep to build my personal wealth. Yeah, well said. So the, the million dollar question then is, how do I put all of my eggs into one uh, property basket safely while avoiding the obvious risks? So I think um, it's really two things. I, I would counsel people to really test their own comfort levels in respect to what an investment property budget looks like. And we have to realize or acknowledge that a lot of our preconceived notions around this uh, are really um, uh, as a result of our upbringing, our own personal experiences as well, which may serve us well, but also may not necessarily serve us well. So I'm not inviting people to go and borrow way too much money than they ever should borrow and you know go and buy a $3 million property or anything like that. What I'm saying is that in your mind, if an investment property is worth a half a million dollars, well, particularly in capital cities, you're gonna to need to make some compromises. But if you can get your head around and if it's appropriate for you to say spend a million dollars, well, you've got better options available to you to maximize the quality of that asset. So that's the first thing. The second thing is get some advice, you know, particularly if you're not an experienced investor, but even if you are an experienced investor, I think it makes really good sense to get some professional advice from a good quality buyer's agent that is a local area expert that has been operating in the market that you're looking to invest in and has been operating in that market for many years. So really knows the street suburbs, knows the agents, has been have been through a lot of the property that you know that's available for sale and so forth, and we've got to remind ourselves that just a one percent um, growth differential on a million dollar property in twenty years is equal to half a million dollars today, right? So, if by using a buyer's agent I can make a better decision, and that better decision is going to get me one percent more capital growth, and that's going to cost me twenty grand. Most people go look twenty grand or buyer's agent. That's a lot of money, but if it's going to make me another half a million dollars in today's dollars over the next 20 years, it's a no brainer, right? You'd pay 20 grand, wouldn't you Bushy, to make half a million bucks, so. Every day of the week. 
yep. every day of the week. So they're the two things. Push the budget as much as you can, but still obviously within your safe limits and get some advice. Yeah, really good advice as always, mate. Uh, really appreciate your insights into getting us to think differently around uh, some of the assumptions we make around property. I really appreciate you coming on the show again today. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks a lot, Bushy. Thanks, mate. So uh, the message is very clear there that we need to focus on quality. And if you want to get above average returns, you need to focus on above average properties. You're watching Realty Talk.